Hi, everybody. This is Mark Grau. Keep listening to Love That VoiceOver. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm, I've been loving this. Love That VoiceOver brings you full-length interviews, sometimes love bites, little quickies. Always the fresh perspective of personalities inside the industry about the art and artistry behind the mic. Brought to you by voiceover artist Rebecca Michaels-Haw, also known as Love That Rebecca. Dave Fenoy here, and yep, me too, Love That Rebecca. And we're back. We are here, everybody, you fabulous, sexy, beautiful, fantastic listeners of Love That VoiceOver. I am honored, and I'm honored that you're listening because our guest is the incredible Jim Meskimen. We don't even have time to go so deep as I'd like to, but because right now I want to talk to him about his behind-the-mic voice artistry. Here's a couple of names folks will recognize about your experience, Jim. The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender. Oh, I love that show. Thundercats, yeah. Mad, mm-hmm. you just mentioned Mad in our last discussion. You talked about Mad based on the Mad magazine. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, four episodes there. So that's just a small snippet of the list of things that Jim has done. And Jim is also voicing regularly, I believe, audiobooks, correct? Very regularly. Yeah, I'm working on one. I just started a new one today. I probably do about one every couple of weeks. Wow, wow, wow. It's amazing. And his perspective is something that I want to be able to delve into for sure. So, you know, you can read a lot about Jim. I'm going to try to focus on things that you may not find so easily about him or that I haven't seen him asked on interviews in the past. So I'm hoping to score that point and ask something you haven't been asked before, Jim. Good luck, (laughs) Rebecca. We're all pulling for you. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the human voice. You've written about it and you speak about it like here's a quote the voice is a sample of who we are that has to do a little bit with your improv and also i'm sure a lot to do with your acting and deciding the nuances of characters but can you talk a little bit about the human voice and your perspective well yeah you know once i started to kind of commit to uh to performing impressions and to doing a show that was more or less, you know, performed in that way. I just got sort of interested in, I guess, the reaction of audiences and why people find it so evocative when they hear an impressionist and indeed why I get really tickled by impressionists. Mm. And so I began to kind of take a look at it because it was being rubbed in my face all the time. And, uh, you know, I realized that, you know, now as I've, I've been an actor for a long time and been, you know, kicking around with people for some time, I realized that a voice gives you a lot of information about a person. And, in, you know, in fact, one can listen to a really well-produced radio play or an audio book, such as the ones I've directed for Galaxy Audio and others, mm-hmm. and get a tremendous amount out of just the auricular channel of hearing people talk. And, and, and then directing, you know, I, I realized, you know, there's a way to, we, we hired many, many very talented people for this audiobook series I did for Galaxy, the mm-hmm. go, uh, Stories from the Golden Age. And, uh, you know, I noticed that the stage actors could really take to it very quickly. And television actors, you had to coax them along a little bit more because they were used to communicating on more than, with more than one channel. In other words, they thought they could use their stance and their expression. And I mean, they just automatically kind of would, would go to that. Whereas a theater performer, for whatever reason, I just noticed this, right. they understand that the voice is a whole separate instrument. And then that, that voice 
is maybe one of the most important arrows in the quiver. And then, we, of course, we work with people in animation who didn't have to be told anything. You know, they, that's how they, that's their livelihood. Right, so, right. So I began to sort of pick it apart and go, well, what is in the human voice? And there's, uh, you know, I don't know anything about mechanics or biology particularly, uh, any more than, you know, anyone else that has a voice. But I know that you can get... You know, the age of the person, the emotional state of the person, you can get the tiredness level of the person, you can get how, what their personality is in terms of how much they want to impact on another person. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of detail. And we, we get all that. And at some level, we, we um, appreciate and duplicate all that as listeners. And so, you know, a person like me who's trying to do impressions picks apart those elements and, and sees, well, which are the ones that are most pertinent? Right. And then if you present, because, right. you know, if you put my voice side by side uh, with uh, Sir Ian McKellen, for example, who I do quite often, mm. and if you put us side by side, that sort of sound wave, I think you could see there were tremendous differences. Yes. Um, although I think I've isolated some that are certainly enough to convey the character, you know, so that... Um, you know, we can all have a good laugh at it. But there's, you know, there's a lot of differences between these things. So when you're thinking about this and you're you're full of all of these different characters that are based on the real person and they really sound like that real person like you just did, Ian McKellen, or I've heard you do Jack Nicholson, or you can do either of the President Bushes, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. It's a long, long Any Bush in a storm. <laughs> That's the expression. <laughs> Hang on there, buddy. <laughs> let's let's oh, come oh, back out from the ranch into the studio, okay? <laughs> no, that mesquite just send me back. <laughs> First of all, when you're in there with a new character that isn't assigned to a real person, mm. do you get that very often? And yeah, how do you yeah. deal with that then? Yeah, I get it all the time, and particularly in audiobooks where you know I'm generally not being called on to do celebrities. Uh -huh. like Absolutely. To, you know, yeah. I'm doing a Western right now, and uh, you know, there's a lot of Western characters, and you know, I tend to draw on, <laughs> I guess, a kind of a library of people that I've either run into in my life or I've heard them in old movies or or something. And I get a kind of an inspiration right away. And uh, I usually, because of my improv training, I usually go with my first impulse. And, uh, it, you know, that can mess you up if later on you find out, you know, because if it just says, Edward Brown walked down the street and said to his daughter, hello, darling, I'm picking you up early from school. And later on you find out, he was an old Irishman. Who, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> a little homework is probably important well, in those yeah, cases. Yeah, the book is always a good idea. <laughs> I don't we'll take a real quick break and be right back. Hello, this is Ida, and Ida loves Rebecca. Like you probably do, loving that Rebecca want to listen to the show via iTunes. Make your life easier. Hook it up through the iTunes store. Look up Love That VoiceOver. Three words, Love That VoiceOver. It's not so hard, is it? And then download it and put it on all your devices. So when you're portable, so is Love That VoiceOver. Oh, mm, internet, it's so wonderful. <laughs> all right, let's jump back in. You've done quite a few video game roles and animated roles. Which character had the most lasting effect on you? Was there one? Uh, you mentioned the um, Black Ops. That was an, a mocap job where I had to play John F. Kennedy. 
And uh, I mean, that was certainly interesting. You know, they're all very peculiar in their own little odd way. And sometimes you come in expecting one thing. Like, for instance, the Black Ops thing, I auditioned for it at home, sent the track in. And they said, well, you booked the job. Now you... You're going to have to go in and do it in the studio and, and memorize it. And they're like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to learn this whole thing. And, and it suddenly became a more theatrical job because it was a mocap job, mm. which I'd never done before. Well, why don't you tell us about that? Then that sounds like it was a combination of having a lasting effect on you and also challenging. Yeah, it was challenging. I, I mean, you know, it was lo- luckily it was mostly based on John F. Kennedy's speeches. So it was easy for me to to research it. And, and I kind of was familiar with some of them anyway. OK, uh, but it was at the end of the game when we're all shooting zombies. It's me and Nixon <laughs> and McNamara and Fidel Castro. It was like a fever dream. <laughs> We're all shooting zombies. Lock and load. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You're going to make me blow out my mic. That's hysterical. I just had the great image in my head. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I think you have to finish the game, and then it's a little treat at the end. You know, you get to kill some zombies with the with the White House. Exactly. <laughs> and it was, it was odd. I mean, I'd never done a mocap job, but now it's very common. But, you know, you're in a big gray kind of room with all these sensors, and uh, you're wearing this very tight spandex kind of black suit with little uh, they stick all these little sensors all over you which are sometimes big plastic reflective balls and sometimes they're small ones stuck to your face and you know it takes a good hour to get it all put on wow it's like really going into makeup oh yeah yeah it's it's makeup and costume big time you wear a little hat and your shoes have little sensors on them and you know i'm sure that technology probably already it's changed but at the time, you know, a year ago or whatever it was, it was very uh, state-of-the-art. And then you have to learn and play the scene with the other performers as if you're doing a play. Oh, wow. uh, it just, But all the information is being gathered basically from your joints and your, you know, the... the um, Facial expressions. Yeah, yeah, these little, I don't know what you call them, um, anchor points, I guess, of uh, different points on your body. And then that gets a little skin thrown over it at, at a later date. Jim was doing little videos when he was filming the impression guys, and he went to Playa del Mar to the YouTube space. The YouTube campus. Hey, that was really slick, you know? It was. Yeah. By the way, I did notice one personal thing about you that I'm sure no one has ever told you before. Maybe your wife. You want to know what I noticed? Gosh, I'm very curious now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were doing one of those videos where you were holding the camera and pointing it at yourself. But at one point, you were really quiet and you actually put your... And the camera must have been on a tripod. So you put your finger way towards the little off button, but your finger went right past the lens. It was really up close. And you have really hairy fingers. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, particularly... At close up. I don't think you would say that if you could see them now. <laughs> oh, man. But that was exactly what I thought. You never touched the camera before. So this was the only time your big old fingers coming right at the camera lens. Oh, I'm so mortified. <laughs> you have fingers like a monkey. You have fingers like spiders on your hands. Oh, oh my God. Oh, no wonder well, people Well, I think that, that's a perfect time for a break after hairy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's true, too. I'm taking a picture of my fingers, I'm going to tweet it to you. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> what you're I was, talking I was, about. I just really, I was impressed by your hairy finger. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's not true. You have taken a severe it's, right turn. It's all, is exactly. I thought I'd lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, so I was wrong and the camera is lying. It's all about acting. It's all trickery of the camera. It's all trickery. I had a little finger wig on that day. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Okay. You'll get, that, you'll get that photo in a couple of seconds. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Lots of love to you. Until next time, take care.